Pastors Larry and Tiz Huck welcome you to another Larry Huck Ministries podcast. We pray this teaching will fill you with God's wisdom, anointing, and revelation knowledge. Thank you for your prayers and faithful support. If we were to ask our children, what is Veterans Day? Would they even understand the meaning of Veterans Day? You know, and I thought of a story I heard years and years ago that this guy took his girlfriend to her first football game. And they walked in, and as they were walking into the stadium, the referee had the two teams there, and he flipped the coin, and obviously one team won, and then they played football for the next three hours. And after the game, he said to his girlfriend, he said, did you enjoy it? And she said, well, yeah, it's okay. And he goes, what, you didn't like it? And she said, well, I thought it was rather childish. He said, what do you mean childish? He said, they, they fought with each other for three hours over 25 cents. <laughs> and he looked at her and he goes, what are you talking about? He said, well, we walked in, they flipped the coin. Obviously one team won it. And for three hours, I heard everybody say, get the quarterback. (laughs) If you don't understand the game, you can't enjoy it. And I thought that's kind of the way our country has gone in not understanding the great, great, great significance of the day we honor our vets. And so I thought today, I'm gonna give a little history on where Veterans Day came from. In 1914, World War I, the Great War, began and the enemy attacked and had plans of taking over Europe. By the end of the war, 16 million people were dead and 21 million people wounded. The end of the war, the Allied troops obviously won. And to honor that day, 1918 was called Armistice Day, which in Latin means to lay down the arms, to put the arms down. And that day was the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month, November 11th, and later it was changed from Armistice Day to Veterans Day to honor the men and women who not only laid down their arms, but in many, many cases laid down their lives so that we could be free. In World War II, 1939 started with Hitler and the Nazis invading Poland, Hitler and Stalin, the Russia, the Soviet Union then made a pact that they would not fight each other. And Hitler had a plan in taking all of Europe and making them Nazi countries. On September 1940, historians put it this way, 
Hitler was a whisker, whisker away from totally dominating Europe. Hitler's plans, history says, was after World War I and after conquering all of Europe, his plan was World War II, followed by, or excuse me, World War III, followed by World War IV until Nazi Germany had conquered every nation in the world. During World War II, why do we honor Veterans Day? 45 to 60 million people were killed because a man wanted to dominate the world. Six million Jews were put in Nazi concentration camps for Hitler's final solution. On December 7th, 1941, Japan attacked Pearl Harbor in Hawaii, and that day, 2,300 of our service people were killed in a surprise attack. On June 6, 1944, D-Day, Allied troops had a mass invasion in Europe and the war ended in 1945. Hitler's plan was to rule the world. Just think what our world would be like if our veterans had not stepped up and gone to Europe and fought in the Pacific to defeat these evil empires. There's a song, when I was writing this down, I kept hearing this song that we'd heard in movies for years, and just part of it goes, over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there, that the Yanks are coming, the Yanks are coming, the drums rum-tum-tum everywhere. Say a prayer, say a prayer. Send the word, send the word to beware. We're coming over, we're coming over, and we won't come back till it's over, over there. Amen. Our veterans, and we won't come back till it's over over there. Had American veterans, American soldiers, America not stepped up, Hitler would have conquered Europe. Hitler would have conquered Europe and we were next. Following that came the Korean War in 1950 to 1953, where 65,000 of our soldiers were killed and 103,000 of our soldiers were wounded, and yet still Americans went over there. Amen. Americans Amen. went over there as soldiers. Vietnam War in 1964-1975, 58,000 American soldiers were killed. Three million troops once again went over there. 500,000 veterans today suffer from PTS. Dave Reaver told us the other day, 22 veterans every day commit suicide because of what they went through when they went over there. 22 veterans. I think it was 
Lydia or somebody in the back said, what if we had 22 school shootings every day? I wonder if that would get our attention. And yet most people don't know that these men and these women who went over there 22 a day because of depression, things they went through over there, 22 a day commit suicide. We have Desert Shield, Desert Storm. These veterans who have kept us safe and these veterans who have gone, you know, I was thinking about this and I said, well, I probably won't say it, but I'm going to say it anyway. You know, I hear all the time, the ugly American, oh, those Americans. But every time the world's in trouble, they call for our soldiers and our soldiers always go over there. Amen. We need to stop apologizing for being Americans. And we need to make Veterans Day not one day a year, every day. So over there, over there, send the word, send the word that the Yanks are coming. The Yanks are coming. Can you imagine what it was like in London as they're being bombed in the countries around Europe, in all these other countries throughout the year of war? The Yanks are coming. Can you imagine the thrill that they would have knowing that men and women, soldiers of America, were coming to help. But then, on December 9th, 2000, or on, on 9-11, 2001, September 11th, we didn't go over there. They came over here. Now, I don't know uh, where you were when they flew planes into the trade towers. I was getting dressed. We were living in Portland. I had an early flight. I was going to Atlanta to preach and I'm getting dressed. It's early in the morning and I see the news media showing that a plane had hit the towers. And I'm watching that and Tiz, Tiz comes in. She's, what's going on? I said, man, somebody got made a mistake got out of the air the the air traffic where they're supposed to be and they hit a plane and while we're watching another plane hits that tower 19 islamic terrorists attacked our country not over there but over here i found out later i was driving to the airport and tiz called me and said they've canceled your flight they shut all the flights down we found out later on the news the flight that i was supposed to be on was targeted to be hijacked by terrorists and my plane would have gone down but it wasn't anymore over there it was now over here and something happened that day that changed my life it shouldn't have taken that long to get my attention, but it did. How many remember the day that the people were running down the streets in New York and the towers were, were getting ready to come down and there's smoke billing everywhere? Everybody remember that? And people, white, black, brown, male, female, young, old, running down the street, getting away from that. But at the same time, we had first responders, policemen, 
firemen running towards the fire. And that day made such an impression on me that we've taken our veterans for granted, but we've taken our first responders for granted. And while we're running away, while we're running away, these men and women are running in to save us. On that day that it wasn't over there anymore, now it was over here, on that day, 2,750 people died in New York. 184 people died when the plane crashed in the Pentagon. 40 more died when the plane went down in Pennsylvania. You remember this, hearing the voices of the men talking to their wives, and the last thing the one wife says was, let's roll. And they attacked those terrorists that had killed that stewardess and was gonna crash that plane into the White House. And once again, heroes rose up. But what a lot of people don't remember is that day, 400 police officers and firefighters died that day, died that day, saving others' lives. Not over there, but over here. Why should we make Veterans Day, and we include first responders in this as our heroes, why should we make this not once a day, but every day? Because there are spouses sitting here, watching around the, around the country in their homes. There are spouses, husbands and wives, that their spouse never came back because they volunteered to go over there. We have children with no mom and dad because of the heroes that went over there or here went in those towers. We have parents who lost their children. And so having a Veterans Day one day a year, I think is pretty weak. But in this day, we ought to take time to sit our children down and sit our grandchildren down and ha explain to them why it is we honor veterans. We ought to put a flag in front of our homes, every one of our homes, you ought to have a flag flying and say thank you to every veteran coming by. If you see a veteran or a police officer or a firefighter in a Starbucks or in a restaurant, have your kids, if you have children with you, have your kids go up there and say, we would like to pay for your coffee. If you see a soldier, have your, if, if you don't have kids, go up and do that yourself. A $5 coffee for someone who is willing to lay down their lives for us. That, that should be more than one day. That should be every day. You know, when I, when I grew up and was in school, the first thing we did every day was stand. We faced the American flag. We put our hands over our heart and we said, I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands. One nation under God, indivisible with liberty and justice for all. Now, I was in school a long time ago.
but I still remember that. Because the Bible says, train our children up in the way that they should go. And when they're old, they'll not depart from it. Now, we may not be the nation we used to be, but if we would rise up with nationalism in our heart, with the love of God and country, and realize this is one nation under God, we can be that great nation once again. And I believe we're heading that way. Romans 13, 7 says, Render therefore to all their due. Tribute to whom tribute is due. Respect to whom respect is due. And honor to whom honor is due. Every time we get a chance. You know, I, I, have, I have the privilege and honor of traveling the world. I, got, I travel all over the world. Listen, there's a reason why we need to put a fence on our borders. They're not putting a fence on the border of Russia. They're not putting a fence on the border of Cuba. They do that to keep people in. The reason why people want to come to this nation is because we are the greatest nation in the world and we're the greatest nation in the world because men and women have fought and are fighting to protect our nation. Somebody ought to say amen. I wrote this down so I could say it right. We have a sacred obligation, a sacred obligation to honor our first responders, to honor our veterans and to honor their families for the service and commitment to keeping our nation free. Amen. Ronald Reagan said these words, and I want to say it to every vet and every person who is from a military family. Ronald Reagan said this, some people live an entire lifetime and wonder if they've ever made a difference in the world. A vet does not have to wonder. You've made a difference in the world. I close with this. It's the veteran, not the preacher, who gives you the freedom of religion. It's the veteran, not the reporter, who has given you the freedom of the press. It's the veteran, not the poet, who has given you the freedom of speech. It's the veteran not the lawyer who has given you the right to a fair trial. Amen. It's the veteran, not the politician, who has given you the right to vote. It's the veteran, not the campus organizers, who has given you the right to demonstrate or protest. So next time you see someone who is spitting on the flag or burning our nation's flag, you ought to stop and say to a soldier, thank you to the one who salutes that flag. Thank you to the one whose coffin often is draped by that flag. Thank you to the one who fought to give you the freedom to live a life free in America. Don't spit on the flag. Don't burn the flag. Salute the flag and thank the ones who gave us that freedom. Can I have an amen this morning?
So we are going to, let me look for my list of what we do next here. We're going to have a, a video of some of our veterans that are going to give testimony. And then after that, we're going to honor all of those who are veterans or who have family in the military. Amen. Watch this. I was in the Vietnam War, 1968 to 69 in Saigon. I spent four years in the United States Air Force. I spent four years in the Marine Corps from 2013 to 2017. I was in the United States Marine Corps from the late 1980s to the early 1990s. Then I transitioned to 30 years in, combined in law enforcement, firefighter, crash fire rescue, and EMT. That was me, 1966. I think I was 19 or 20 years old at the time. Uh, but that's that gold rope means that I was a barracks chief, so I would call out cadence for the guys marching. I retired as a fire captain, and uh, this represents our country. I said, you know, I want to be with airplanes. I'm going to join the Air Force. My buddies come back from boot camp, and they say to me, Nick, don't go. Nobody in my family was in the service on either side. I just knew that I hated school. <laughs> <laughs> there was a television commercial that literally came on with Marines and their dress blues and their sword, and it had a 1-800 number. And I literally just called that telephone number on a Saturday around noon, and a recruiter answers the phone. I get like a live person. All I wanted to do was be in combat, and I got out going, thank you, Lord, for not sending me to combat. I was at Sumter, South Carolina. I was crewing RF-101 at that time. And my flight sergeant came up to me and says, yep, you're going to be going, Nick. Going home? No, you're going to be going to Vietnam. And uh, my first feeling, first thoughts were fear, to be honest with you. And it's not what Hollywood shows you. We were not baby killers. I had that thrown in my face. I guess it was five, six years, there about seven years, before anybody said, thank you for your service. It was an unpopular war. Yeah, very unpopular. It was the bloodiest war we've ever engaged in. The life expectancy of a pilot in a combat situation in a helicopter was eight hours. Eight hours. You just can't, can't words can't describe it. I think it's hard for youth or, or maybe people in college that are against wars uh, that maybe don't understand the dynamics of the Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, Customs and Border Patrol. They don't understand the job. They just don't get it. And it's just so hard to articulate to people uh, what it is like because, you know, they don't know. What really opened my eyes was when the Berlin Wall fell down and you just really start to, to understand, you know, communism, why are we fighting, you know, why, why, why are we serving? I, I think what, what surprised me most was just how big the world is, how big government is. Hollywood has really did a lot with the Vietnam War. The stories aren't true, most of them. They don't, they don't show and talk about the times that we went feed people that needed food. There were some atrocities that happened. Give those guys a break the young 19, 20-year-old kids. The majority of guys and gals that went over to Vietnam volunteered. They weren't drafted. I mean, you know, we had all walks of life, right? Black, white, Hispanic. I mean, we, we had foreign service members from Honduras. There were, I mean, you know, the, there was no racial division that I ever experienced in the military. And on the contrary, my strongest friends ended up being, you know, an African-American from New York City or Queens or, you know, from Ohio. The camaraderie, togetherness that we had as brothers was very, very strong. 
than the women who were over there. Brave? Forget about it. These, these nurses are incredible. Yes. Right? The nurses just, and they didn't get enough credit, I don't think. You know, the, the things that we're hearing today in regards to, you know, CRT, it just, it was non-existent, never experienced. Again, this is Hollywood and the media trying to separate us as people. And I think people that don't appreciate America, they probably don't realize the sacrifice that everybody in the service gives so that they can enjoy their entitled life. The guys and gals that go into the military, they, we do change, and usually for the better. I know I did. The veterans that were over there, those guys did not get a fair deal of cards. They just didn't. Reading about all the protests, I can tell you we did not want to go back to the States. You know, it was, it was that bad. Uh, I didn't want to wear my uniform. I did because that's really all I had in my duffel bag. And, but there were a lot of guys that got rid of their uniforms before they landed at, at Travis. Uh, they didn't want to be seen in their military uniform. I got out of the Marines in the, in the early 1990s, and in the late 1990s, the two embassies that I served at, Dar es Salaam, Tanzania and Nairobi, Kenya, were both bombed by terrorists. It's kind of hard to explain, but leaving, being safe, coming home, and then all of a sudden, all these memories come back. You know, your embassy has just been bombed, two of them, and just all that, all that death and de de destruction, it just kind of leaves you, you know, want, just wondering why. I would never have not gone to Vietnam. I would have never not joined the military. But I think what, what, what surprised me most was uh, just the honor that I felt of serving under our late great Commander-in-Chief, President Ronald Reagan. Forget about a war zone, just being in the military. There is a sense of pride, I agree. There is a sense of pride. I wanted to wear my uniform. Yeah, I, I think all in all, it, just, it, it helped me mature. The camaraderie and brotherhood and yes. service is uncomparable to, you know, any sort of job out, outside the service. So. When we landed at Hansenuth the first time, I was sitting next to a career Army sergeant, right? And he opened up his briefcase and he had a, a pistol in there. I says, and then he puts it under his seat. I said, Sarge, why are you going back again? He says, well, there's gonna be a lot of young guys they're going over here right now, they're gonna die if I don't help them. So there's, I mean, that's courage. Dave Reaver, we saw what the war did to him. But he came out of it, a true American man, a lot of grit, and he's very humble. That's the American man, I believe, that went over to Vietnam. From a Christian standpoint, if Jesus is willing to give his life for us, that shows our value, right? And from an American standpoint, when you hear people talk about how America's bad at this, 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 and this. You need to ask yourself, well, why are millions of people willing to sign up and defend and protect and give their life mm -hmm. for me to be an American, for freedom of speech, for liberty yes. and justice, like yes. you were talking about? Um, I would say that that's probably the most important thing. It's manifested in our votes, and it's manifested in like just saying thank you to first responders for veterans to say thank you and be proud to be an American, you know? As a congregant, as an average everyday church member, I just want to encourage you, emergency first responders, police officers, nurses, paramedics, firemen, you are serving the Lord, you are serving Christ. Continue to be that prayer warrior when nobody else is watching. Stay close to the fire, stay close to a great church like New Beginnings. In Jesus' name, Amen. give God the glory. Amen. Amen.
together for them. That is awesome. That is amazing. Would you all stand with us all over the building? And if, how many here, would you, if, with a raised hand, how many of you here are a veteran? Would you raise your hand? Wow. Give them a big hand. Thank you, thank you. How many of you here have a loved one that passed away in the military, was killed in the military, died in the military? Would you raise your hand? Wow. God bless you. God bless you. How many of you here, how many of you here have, are either active in the military or you have a family member that is active in the military right now? Would you raise your hand? Wow. Wow. Thank you. We would like to ask every one of you that raised your hand, if you would please allow us to honor you. If you would, if you raised your hand for any of these, or excuse me, let me, let me, let me add something. Is there anybody here that is or was a police officer or a firefighter? Would you raise your hand? Would you raise your hand? And let me just say this for our first responders, our police officers, our firefighters. Here at New Beginnings, we do not believe in defunding the police. We believe in defending the police because they're defending us. Amen. And so if you raise your hand for any of the military or first responders, would you please come out of your seat and come and stand with us down here in front? We want to take a moment to honor you. Give them a big hand as they're coming, would you please? Just come down, all the way down in the front here. Across. Wow. Amazing. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Amazing. Come on, clap your hands, clap your hands. Wow, wow, wow. God bless you guys. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I thank you for say, saying that. If there's any, is there anyone here that you you had someone in your family that was a police officer or a firefighter, a first responder, anyway, and you've lost them in the line of duty? Is there anybody else here? Raise their hand. Amen. Amen. Give them a great big God bless. Give them a great big God bless. And come down if you if you haven't come down. The other day, I met with a lawyer from Holland. And this lawyer, they, they're a group of lawyers that they get together in Europe defending Israel's right to exist in the courts. And I asked him, I said, why is it? Now, I want you to listen to me as our kids come down. Come on down, kids. Come on down, kids. I asked him, I said, why is it 
that they fight the nation of Israel so strong. Look at me, listen to what he said. He said, those who want to rule the globe, the world, they hate when you're loyal to your nation. Look at me. They hate when you're loyal to your flag. Here at New Beginnings, we vow to raise our children up in the ways that they should go and to teach our children the reason why America has flaws, but the reason why America is the greatest nation in the world is because of our veterans, our police officers, and our firefighters who have fought to make this and keep it free as one nation under God. So today, if you would face these young people, they're going to give you a medal from us saying that we love you, we appreciate you, we thank God for you, and as far as this church goes, we will never forget your unbelievable sacrifice. God bless you because you blessed America. Let's sing that song. Give them a big hand as our youth comes. Just stay here with us, veterans. Stay with us. Texas, from sea to shining sea, from Detroit down to Houston, and New York to LA, where there's pride in every American heart, and it's time we stand and say that I'm proud to be an American, where at least I know I'm and Pastor Scott and Pastor Brandon, and we're on the driving range and we start to hit a golf ball. And I turned to him and I said, God just spoke to me. We need to start a veterans ministry. 
reaching out to veterans and their families to see how we can help them. And as you know, we had a few days later, a week later, we had Dave Reaver here who was incredibly horribly wounded in Vietnam. And I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I did not understand the need of veterans in America. And we sat in the back and he, he told us out here, 22 veterans a day commit suicide because of loneliness, because of this, because of that. Um, where's Derek? Derek's in the, in, the, in the business of veterans and taking care of the needs. And so I know God has laid this on our heart to reach out and partner with those who have sacrificed so much to make this nation great. And I declare we're not gonna lose this nation. We're not gonna lose this nation. Y'all fought too hard. But we wanna start that off this way. Could I have uh, Sergeant uh, Bowman? Where is Sergeant Bowman? Could, could, can you come down this way, Sergeant? Would you give this great, great man, leader of our country, can you come up or you wanna stay here? God bless you, sir. Can you uh, tell us what organization you represent? I'm the founder of Halo for Freedom Warrior Foundation outside of Weatherford, Texas, not too far from here. Usually I tell people I'm all the way out from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> well, we're in America right now, and we have an incredible op opportunity to be able to give back to our veterans, soldiers, warriors, uh, the men and women that have fought for our great country. We can't forget that. Veterans Day is very proud to me. As a matter of fact, I just got back last night. I'm a skydiver, a motivational speaker. I got the opportunity to be able to jump in California, and we raised $1.3 million for wow. our veterans and our foundation. And you're also a double amputee. Is that okay to say that? Absolutely. Back in 1994, I was in a mid-air collision that took the life of my teammate and both my legs in Yuma, Arizona. And uh, it didn't take my courage. It didn't take my drive, my determination. Uh, obviously, you had mentioned different errors of the conflicts that we had and wars has torn our country apart. A lot of our Vietnam veterans, we do not want to forget them, That's the way that they were treated. And we know that. And we try to thank them each and every day, and it means an awful lot. So these foundations that we put together are there for these men and women that have paid the ultimate sacrifice the ones that have landed on target for us each and every day because we wouldn't have our freedom if it wouldn't be for what they've done. And with God and country, we stand tall and proud in front of each and every one of you. And we want to thank you guys for what you do. Yeah. It, trust me, it's our honor. You want to say something? You want to say something? Well, I don't, I don't talk very well. Unfortunately, I've been fighting cancer for the last several years, but I have beaten that now too, so praise God. Amen. Amen. I joined forces with Dana many years ago. And every one of these foundations, like you said, they're all out there because of the 22 men and women that commit suicide each and every day right here on our own friendly soils. 
more men and women have died due to suicide here on our own friendly soils than we've ever lost in battle. Yeah, let let me say that again because that is so powerful what you just said. We've lost more veterans, more soldiers to suicide than we did to the enemy in all the wars combined. We need to be partnering with God to help stop that. Amen. Amen. So we would like, we would like to give on behalf of a grateful nation to your organization, we would like to give you a check for your organization. And it's just the beginning because we just found out about this, a check for $10,000 to honor your organization. We Stay with us, stay with us here, please. We also have the chief of police of Bedford, uh, Chief Williams. Would you guys come up, sir? God bless you guys. Did you just give me a ticket? No, I never. <laughs> that doesn't happen. Um, we, we feel, along with veterans, we feel the police don't get enough. Thank you for keeping us safe. We really do. And so on behalf of the first responders, there's a, an organization here that takes care of widows and orphans or whatever, first responders. And on behalf of a grateful, grateful nation, we'd like to donate to that, the Widows and Orphans Fund, and you represent them, a check for $10,000. Say thank you to our police department. Would you like to say something? Please. Thank you guys for having us here today. And trust us, we feel your prayers every day. Uh, Here in Bedford, we... We, we go out and we do the, the greatest service we can. We have a lot of former military members in, in, our, in our race, Marines, soldiers, sailors, and airmen that are there. So we're here for you. Keep praying. We need it. Amen. And, uh, and we'll, we'll be here serving every day just for you. Thank you for your service. Would you like to say something, sir? We know that uh, you support the Bedford Police Department every day, and all the officers at the department know that, and they thank you very much. Amen. Would you give our heroes, our heroes, a great big God bless you. Once again, once again, put a flag in your front lawn. If you see a veteran, a soldier, if you see a police officer, a first responder, go pay for their coffee. Go pay for their meal. Tell your children, we've got to pass it on. We can't let, we can't let this go without our young people understanding why we have the rights that we have. We are the greatest nation in the world, and that's due respect. I know we got partners all over the world watching, but we have the greatest nation in the world because of you. And we will, here at this church, we will never, ever forget. Would you give them all a great big clap offering one more time? We want to remind you, Luke, come on up. We want to remind you that we have... Uh, barbecue out there for everybody to celebrate Veterans Day and I think we ought to let the veterans and their families go first 
because they went over there and they stay here to keep us a free nation. Amen. God bless you. Happy Veterans Day. Thank you for your service.